Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 139. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. This week, we are continuing on with our psych social breakdown from Next Step Test Prep Full Length 10. If you are listening to this before April 30th, 2019, and you are in the market for some tutoring, some MCAT tutoring, Next Step Test Prep has given a special increased discount for their tutoring. Normally, the discount is $50. And you're like, well, it's only $50 when it's like a $1,200 or $2,000 tutoring package. Every dollar counts, right? For a limited time until April 30th, 2019, they're increasing that to $150. Use the promo code MCATPOD. Let them know you heard about it here on the podcast when you talk to them, and they'll get you that discount. Again, before April 30th, 2019, go to nextsteptestprep.com and ask about tutoring and see if it will work for you. Let's go ahead and continue on. Next Step Test Prep, Full Length 10, Psychos Passage 5. All right, Claire, back for some more. MCAT podcast going through Next Step Test Prep Full Length 10. Last week, if you didn't listen to that one, I put up a challenge flag and and disputed that uh, one of the questions on that. So hopefully moving forward, we don't have any more challenges that I can can throw out there. So uh, (laughs) this one, and if you haven't been listening for a long time, some of the questions in the full length just aren't good for the podcast. There's too much table work or graphs or anything. And so passage five that we're covering today is supposed to have four questions, but we only have two because the other two just didn't work for the podcast. So you can go and get next up full length 10 if you want to. You can you can go and buy a bundle and check out all the questions that maybe we didn't cover on the podcast. But if you want to follow along, you can download the handouts at mcatpodcast.com, find this episode 139, and download the handout there. So what do we have today in store for us? Ooh, so we have a, a psych, it's very much psych social, so it's sort of on the border between psychology and sociology, because it's a passage about group psychology, essentially, and it's actually going to be relevant to the healthcare field, because it's about uh, nursing, so maybe we'll be able to have a little bit more fun with it because it's a little bit closer to what we want to do. Okay. Have at it. Okay. Passage five. Work-related stress in nursing is a primary cause of worker attrition and turnover in many U.S. hospitals. 
Conflict, authority, ambiguity, and the lack of autonomy in dealing with the complex situations nurses face have all been implicated as stressors, leading to burnout and worker loss. Employee turnover is costly, with the remaining employees having to cover for the lost employee, which can cause them to experience increased stress. This further depresses employee morale and desire to stay. The exit of a long-term employee has a profound effect on a healthcare facility. Knowledge of tasks and history may be permanently lost. Administrative groupthink can compound the stresses of the job by making it impossible to alleviate daily stressors. In order to better understand what their staff was going through, administrators came up with a questionnaire, a portion of which is reproduced below. And here we see a few questions. So it says, do you agree with any of the following statements? I don't have enough time to accomplish my work. I feel worn down all the time. Supervisors don't respond to my concerns. I'm always juggling too many tasks. Supervisors don't give clear feedback. I feel in control of my workday. And finally, the seventh statement is, my fellow employees are knowledgeable and competent. Next paragraph, groupthink among hospital administrators can cause them to ignore issues with employee stress and turnover until it's too late to avoid problems in care quality. The resulting defective decision-making manifests itself as a failure to explore suitable alternatives and the manifestation of various kinds of biases in response to new information. Highly cohesive groups, like those found in medicine, provide ideal conditions for groupthink to thrive. Additional structural features of the hospital setting that raise this potential include the insulation of the administrators from outsiders and the finding that many administrators will discount the opinions of nursing staff. It is observed that the more layers of management between the bottommost and top-ranked employees and the more power invested at the top of the organizational pyramid the more likely top executives were to display the classic characteristics of groupthink. Cultural features of the clinical world also play a role, such as an emphasis on toughing it out and the persistent belief that hard times will make one a better healthcare provider. These factors create a wall between nurses and administrators and even between administrative levels, which can prevent them from recognizing and acting to fix even the most critical and dire problems. Hmm. Right. It sounds all too familiar. You replace nursing with physician or physicians, and I think it it's, it says the same thing with a lot of the issues we have with burnout right now in the healthcare field. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's highly relevant. Yeah. So. Okay. So question twenty three. Which of the survey options from table one, and we don't have a table one here, would be best suited to operationalizing the correlation between administrator groupthink and employee stress. Roman numeral one, my fellow employees are knowledgeable and competent. Roman numeral two, supervisors don't give me clear feedback. Roman numeral three, I feel worn down all the time. And Roman numeral four, supervisors don't respond to my concerns. There are answer choices are A, one and two, B, one and four, C, two and three, and D3 and 4. Okay, so we don't have the table. I guess, uh, obviously, we don't need it. Which of the survey options would be best suited to operationalizing? So that's a big word that would scare me, and I wouldn't, I don't know if I would understand what it means, and so I'd probably, (laughs) I'd probably just skip it and move on, because I don't know what operationalizing means, but Let's just try to figure it out. <laughs> the correlation between administrator groupthink and employee stress. 
operationalizing the correlation. I'm going to ignore what that means and just try to think which one's going to correlate administrator group think and employee stress. I'm just going to try to see if I can dumb it down to that level and see if it works. Oh, man. So my fellow employees are knowledgeable and competent. Doesn't seem like that has a role in the group think, the administrator group think, and employee stress. Two supervisors give me clear feedback. Pot- potentially supervisors don't give me clear feedback. Potentially I feel worn down all the time. Potentially supervisors don't respond to my concerns. Oh, okay. So out of the f- four Roman numerals here, I, three of them are kind of are kind of there. Three is, I think, the least because feeling worn down and the administrator group think, I don't think necessarily correlate potentially. So I like two and four, but you know what? Two and four is not an answer. So (laughs) that would lead me to potentially think, okay, maybe it is three and four. And I would go with D and move on quickly. Well, actually, that was a that was a great guess because D is correct <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no, um, no, but that the one thing that you definitely did that is a really good strategy is to use what's actually present in the Roman numerals, right? Because operationalizing is a big word. It's not it's not part of like our sort of easier base of MCAT knowledge. It's very based on our understanding of like experimental design. Mm -hmm. So a lot of students will see this question and have no idea what it means. So you can use the Roman numerals to help a little bit. In reality, what operationalizing is, is it's the concept of in a lot of times in studies, we want to essentially measure something that's very difficult to measure in a sort of quantitative way, or sometimes even in a qualitative way. Right. So something like employee stress, it's not like we can just take one measurement and say, okay, that's their stress measurement. And their stress is like 90 out of 100. We need to find some other more easily quantified variable and use it as um, a sort of way to gauge stress. So one really common way to operationalize stress is actually very biological. It's um, to measure something like cortisol levels because that's something we can quantify and that's an operationalization of stress. Now, this question is different because this is psych-soch, so we must be looking for answer choices, essentially, that are some sort of measure of stress that's easier to measure. And since they're talking about this um, survey and this questionnaire, that's why all four of our Roman numerals are statements. And so one thing that really helps us with this question is seeing, okay, all of these answer choices have two of the Roman numerals. So most likely, once we know what operationalizing is, we are looking for one Roman numeral that is a really good operationalization of administrator groupthink. And then we're looking for another one that operationalizes employee stress. And that's what we actually end up seeing. If we look at three and four, I feel worn down all the time. So you were totally right that that doesn't really relate to administrator groupthink, but we need a way to operationalize stress too, employee stress. And feeling worn down all the time is a great statement to operationalize stress. Mm-hmm. And then four, supervisors don't respond to my concerns is closely related to administrator groupthink, uh, whereas one and two are two wrong Roman numerals, don't really relate. Um, one, my fellow employees are knowledgeable and competent. Uh, that's a good thing. So that yep. doesn't relate to either stress yeah, or groupthink. 
and then supervisors don't, not giving me clear feedback, well, maybe these supervisors are just idiots, you know, or maybe they're bad at communicating. They might not be exhibiting groupthink. I don't know. One one could lead to stress because you're like, my fellow employees are knowledgeable and competent and I am not. So that stresses me out. <laughs> could. Okay. So right answer for all of the wrong reasons. I'll take it. I still think it's a win in my book. <laughs> I'll take it too. <laughs> that all happens. Right. All right. Go ahead. All right. And that's, I think, a, a good reason just to highlight again for the hundredth time in this podcast, when you are reviewing your full lengths, you have to review the answers that you got right because you could have gotten them right for all of the wrong reasons like I just did here. 100%. You could get them right for the wrong reasons. You could have just guessed or you could have even gotten them right for the right reasons, but maybe the explanation will have some fact you don't know or something like that. Yep. So totally important. Cool. Number 24, the deputy administrator that organized the survey shown in table one delayed reporting the results to the chief administrator as she feared the sample size of nurses was too small to be reliable. Several follow-up surveys with larger sample sizes revealed identical results, and so she finally submitted her report four weeks late. Which of the following factors of Janice's theory of groupthink best explains why the deputy delayed her report? A. Excessive stereotyping. B. Illusion of unanimity. C. Collective rationalization. Or D. Mind guards. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Pseudo discrete, more definitions, definition, definition, definition. Oh, yeah. Which of the following factors of Janice's theory of groupthink? So I'm assuming Janice is not the deputy administrator, it's some famous psychologist. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> darn it. All right. So Janice's theory of groupthink best explains why the deputy delayed her report. Uh, illusion of unanimity, collective rationalization, excessive stereotyping. I would choose C and move on because rationalization to me just stands out as some kind of weird, like, oh yeah, I'm going to rationalize that because I don't know the definitions and so I'd want to just quickly move on to the next passage or next question. Yeah, great. And you got it right. (laughs) See, two for two, guessing and just wanting to move on. And so just, uh, I think, a, a good lesson again, why you need to review everything and why sometimes you just need to just cut loose and, and move on to the next thing. And, and sometimes something will stand out that looks familiar enough or looks just good enough. And sometimes it's right. Totally. Yeah, that's though the one big lesson is, like you said, about reviewing wrong answers also. But the other lesson really you can learn from this is you're not getting these right just totally by accident at all. Like you're guessing one's uh, answer choices that seem logical, but a lot of students actually do the opposite. Like they'll see a question like this and they'll think, oh, I don't know Janice's theory. So they'll pick, they'll see an answer choice like D, which is mind guards. Mm -hmm. And weirdly, mind guards is actually one of the most chosen. I believe it is the most chosen wrong answer. (laughs) Uh, Because they're like, like, I've never heard of that. That must be it. Totally. And that and that's a um, a really common sort of wrong thought process where if you haven't heard of it, that doesn't mean, oh, you know, like you didn't study enough and like it's totally probably right. It, it might mean that it's just a crazy wrong answer choice, which it is here. So, yeah, collective rationalization is exactly what it sounds like where there um, this nurse here, this administrator was rationalizing the survey results. And essentially in groupthink, we see this collective rationalization where 
uh, members of a group who have assumptions already tend to rationalize and sort of talk themselves out of pieces of evidence that would counteract those assumptions. So collective rationalization seems to work here. And even more importantly, all the other ones are just way off, even though these are all actually factors of Janice's theory. A, excessive stereotyping. Well, we don't see the administrator doing any stereotyping of other groups here. B, illusion of unanimity uh, is might be kind of tempting, but that's actually something separate where members of the group all have this sort of illusion that they all agree on everything, essentially, <laughs> or at least that they're all all in agreement. And we aren't we don't see any other members of the group here, so that it's not all that relevant. And then D, mind guards is actually kind of random, but really cool, where it's this idea that in a lot of groups that are undergoing groupthink, there will be certain members of the group who sort of like take it upon themselves to protect everyone else in the group from like pieces of outside information. It's very um, creepy and dystopian, but it, it totally does happen with these mind guards who are uh, almost like if you think of a cult um, who mm-hmm. won't let other members of the cult find out about the outside. Sounds like a, a good name for some dystopian future novel and movie. Mind guards. Oh, yeah. I like it. Okay. So some, some definitions there to chew on and, and reflect on and uh, hopefully some good lessons in this one. Absolutely. All right. There you have it. Again, Next Step Test Prep, full length 10, passage five. I want to mention one more time, go to nextsteptestprep.com, sign up for a free consultation call with one of their academic advisors and let them talk to you about tutoring and see if it's right for you. And if you do want to sign up, use the promo code MCATPOD or just let them know you heard about it here on the podcast and they'll get you $150 off that tutoring package instead of 50. All good through April 30th, 2019. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. 